You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Friday, January 29th edition of the Locked On Rockies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I am your host of the podcast, Ryan Latica, and it is almost February. Spring training is on the horizon, and yes, there are there is a little bit of news that dropped yesterday uh, that is quite significant. Um, and so let's kind of just dive right into this. Um, Nolan Arenado, uh, the Nolan Arenado trade rumors have really kind of kicked back into high gear here as we approach uh, the last month of the off season. Uh, Ken Rosenthal dropped a column late last night. Um, it, it was entitled Cardinals Rockies in discussions on Nolan Arenado trade. Um, now he did specify that no deal really appears close between the two clubs and, uh, the other players who might be involved in any kind of potential deal are not known. Uh, but the fact that Ken Rosenthal is writing this, you know, that he's taking the time and sit down and publish this on the athletic means that there has to be something to this, at least a little bit. Um, in later in the, later in the column, he said, um, that league sources offered varied assessments of where the talk stood Thursday night. One caution that a trade might not happen at all, but others believe the Rockies are motivated to move Arenado and the Cardinals are motivated to acquire him. The Braves also checked in on Arenado, but made no progress toward a deal, a source said. Now, this makes sense. Obviously, Nolan Arenado, he has the opt-out coming up at the end of this upcoming 2021 season. Uh, the Rockies don't really appear to be anywhere close to contention, as I've argued uh, multiple times on this podcast since I took over as the host at the beginning of December. Uh, but I mean, honestly, Arenado probably won't want to stick around. I don't, you know, it's been argued I've seen on Twitter um, that, you know, he'd be leaving a lot of money on the table. And especially when the collective bargaining agreement will expire at the end of the year, um, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for Nolan to opt out into an uncertain free agent market. Uh, and leave all this money that he has guaranteed on the table if you were to exercise that opt-out. I'm a little bit less certain. I mean, just, you know, I, obviously I don't have any sources or anything to back this up, but just the feeling that I get from Nolan Arenado, he does, he, like, winning is important to him. It's more important to him than money. That's just kind of the, the vibe and the feeling that I get from Arenado. He's already made plenty of money in his career. He spent eight years in the major leagues with the Colorado Rockies at this point, about to spend his ninth year with the Rockies, and I honestly don't think that he wants wants to be in Colorado anymore. I think that he realizes that, you know, he's getting toward the second half of his major league career at this point. I mean, a lot of times players, I mean, we saw it with Todd Helton. He spent 17 years in the major leagues with the Rockies and that was it. So, I mean, Nolan Arnato has to kind of realize and know that he's, he's approaching the second half of his career and he's got to get out of here in order to have a chance to win a championship. Cause I really believe that that is the most important thing for Nolan Arnato at this point. Um, but so this whole situation as a whole just really, really kind of sucks. Um, if you're a member of the Rockies organization or if you're a, a Colorado Rockies fan, this whole situation is just a really bad situation. Jeff Breidich, he essentially caused this whole problem by hamstringing the team financially over the last few years. Uh, in addition, he hasn't done very much of anything to build around Nolan Arnato since he signed that extension a couple years ago. Um, Obviously, I mean, you can take a look at the Rockies payroll on spot track. 
Uh, Ian Desmond is currently making the fourth highest salary on the team. He's going to be making $8 million this year. Um, finally, in that in that final year of that $70 million contract uh, that he signed, I believe it was in the winter of 2016. It was from 2016 going into 2017, I believe. Um, but, you know, obviously Wade Davis with that $70 million contract, he doled out $106 million for... Uh, yeah, for uh, Wade Davis, Brian Sean, Jake McGee, I might have said Wade Davis earlier, Ian Desmond, $70 million contract, uh, $106 million for Wade Davis, Brian Shaw and Jake McGee. That was a disaster. That's that's $176 million for four players who have turned out to be just a total disaster uh, for the Colorado Rockies. I mean, Ian Desmond has yet to produce any kind of valuable any kind of value uh, for the Rockies in his first three years with the team. Wade Davis obviously had that really good 2018 and then he's really and then he really just kind of fell off before he was designated for assignment toward the end of last year and Brian Shaw obviously that didn't work out Jake McGee I mean that was a little bit of an up and down kind of contract I mean it it it, it worked a little bit there it didn't work I mean it, it overall it wasn't wasn't a great situation and Jake McGee has 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 now left the Rockies and he's doing a doing a pretty great job uh, for the Los Angeles Dodgers, or at least he did um, last year in 2020. Uh, so, I mean, and, and the other thing is that Jeff Breidich, I, I mean, I, I mentioned this earlier, he did not build around Nolan Arenado to take the team to the next level. I mean, you can go back, uh, Mike Petriello, and, and I mentioned this tweet uh, earlier on the podcast, but Mike Petriello tweeted uh, on December the 8th, um, the Fangraphs wins above replacement projections for the 2021 season. Uh, Colorado, I mean, you can take a look at that graph. The Rockies are projected to receive four wins above replacement each from Trevor Story and Nolan Arenado, and then negative two total everywhere else. I mean, it it the graph how the graphic is set up is there. Um, it, it has the positions at the top, catcher, first base, second base, shortstop, third, left, center, right, and then DH. Obviously, the DH isn't going to be in the National League, I don't think, this year. Um, and then each team has its own row. So you go through the Rockies' row, and there are – it's blue, 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 and then two red you know, two red bars to signify you know, at shortstop and at third, Trevor Story and Nolan Arenado, both at four, and then just blue across the board. So it's, it's two red bars and a sea of blue, and that's just a, a great visual representation of how Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story have really just been hung out to dry. There are, there's no supporting cast around these two players – to you know, really take that team to the next level. I mean, I was talking with one of my friends who's a White Sox fan um, about you know how you know he was saying, oh well, you know the, the White Sox could have done more than you know go out and get Adam Eaton. Well, Adam Eaton is exactly the kind of guy that the Rockies need. I mean, he's not you know he's not that superstar player, but he is a solid hitter and he produces positive value from from wins above replacement. Um, and that's really the kind of, you know, supporting cast that the Rockies really desperately need someone who's, you know, not going to break the bank, but is still going to provide positive, you know, positive value, you know, to be part of that supporting cast. Um, and, you know, to 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 even pile on here, I mean, Jeff Bradich, you remember, he gave Nolan Arnato that opt out clause in his contract. Nolan Arnato did not ask for that opt out clause. 
And Nick Roke reported that uh, that opt-out was put in there to coincide with the end of the collective bargaining agreement this offseason. Um, and Bradich also probably just wanted a fail-safe in there in case he needed to get out from under that huge contract. And, you know, now it seems like they're pretty much forced to choose between Arnato and Story. Um, I, I read a column from Nick Roke um, on The Athletic earlier this week as well. And, it, you know, he, he believes that the Rockies have already kind of moved on from Nolan Arnato and they're trying to extend Trevor Story. Uh, because, I mean, the relationship has already pretty much been destroyed between Jeff Breidich and Nolan Arenado. I mean, Rosenthal, in that column that he dropped last night, he noted that when Arenado said um, it felt like the team was rebuilding in 2019 after he signed that extension, Breidich kind of took a shot back at him, saying if we were truly in a rebuild, he probably wouldn't be around here to make comments like that. Um, and then, you know, obviously you remember what happened last offseason when Jeff Breidich said that he was entertaining trade offers for Nolan Arenado. And then all of a sudden he came out and saying, you know what? No, we're going to keep him. We're not doing this. You know, Nolan Arnato is going to be a Rocky in 2020. Then it took like 45 minutes for Thomas Harding to drop that story saying that Arnato felt disrespected from the team. He said Breidich was very disrespectful. And then Rosenthal also reported last night that the two have quietly avoided each other since then. So it's all just a huge it's just it's just a really bad situation and honestly I mean it's it's really on Jeff Breidich for creating this I mean you know obviously Nolan Arnato is not specific on what Jeff Breidich did was very disrespectful in his eyes but you have to imagine that it's because Nolan Arnato signed the contract extension under the impression that Jeff Breidich was going to build around him and make the team into a perennial contender and that just didn't happen I mean he essentially lied to him when when Nolan signed that extension so I mean it's it's just a really not great whole situation when you just take a look at the whole thing um it's it's honestly not super healthy I mean you know you think about you know you want your best player on the team and the front office to have a good relationship but apparently these guys haven't even talked to each other since then so I mean it's it's all just really you know a huge pile of you know not great situation for the Colorado Rockies um, and I'll have more on this um, in just a second. Uh, but first, I do want to tell you a little bit about the Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar available, and there are 18 amazing flavors out there, including caramel brownie, cherry barcia, apple almond crisp, and so much more. So you can be sure to find the best one for you. They even have a cookies and cream bar for you cookie lovers out there. I know I'm right there with you. It only has 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar. You'll also get a free cooler with any purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN to get 20% off your next order. And I do want to tell you a little bit about RockAuto.com as well. With the ever-increasing numbers of automotive makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman off orders, the orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpeting. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com
Welcome back to this Friday edition of the Locked On Rockies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I am your host of the podcast, Ryan Latica, and today's episode is all about Nolan Arenado. It was going to be about Nolan Arenado anyway. Uh, before all this news dropped last night, I was just going to kind of detail um, the top 10 right now uh, at third base that MLB Network uh, dropped a couple days ago where they ranked Nolan Arenado as the third best third baseman in Major League Baseball, and I was going to kind of detail um, you know, what I thought about that kind of, you know, go through the stats, but this is obviously a lot more pressing than that. Um, so Nolan Arenado might actually be a St. Louis Cardinal. It hasn't happened yet. There's no indications that a deal is close, but Ken Rosenthal said that these two teams are at least talking the Rockies and the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, and so, um, to just to kind of continue on, uh, from my first segment, um, the, the thing is as much as it sucks for Rockies fans to see, in my opinion, Arenado really should be traded. I mean, it. You know, I I grew up watching the Colorado Rockies my whole life. I'm right there with you. I, you know, I would have loved to see Arenado stay with the Colorado Rockies for the duration of his career to you know lead the Rockies to a championship. That I mean, obviously that's the goal. Um, but I mean, you know, you have to be able to look at it rationally as well. The Rockies are not anywhere close to contending. They kind of you know wasted their entire contention window quote unquote the window that they had from 2017 to 2020 they won exactly one playoff game they got they lost the wild card game to the diamondbacks in 2017 they beat the cubs in 2018 and then got swept by the brewers in the nlds in 2018 and now it doesn't look like they're any they're anywhere close to contending after that dismal 2019 season how bad 2020 finished off i mean granted 2020 was you know a sham of a 60 game season you can't really you know you have to take everything that happened last year with a grain of salt, but I mean, still, you know, you can't, you know, you can't help but kind of look and see what happened and and feel discouraged at where at where the team is. Not only because of the on field performance, but again, what I mentioned with the relationship between Jeff Breidich and literally the best player on the team. Uh, so I mean, the the general manager and the best player on the team literally aren't even on speaking terms right now because that whole relationship is so messed up right now. Um, and so, I mean, the franchise is in a bad spot and a rebuild, I believe is necessary at this point. The Rockies aren't going to go anywhere. Um, Nolan Arnato probably wants to be out of here. I mean, you know, I, and, and this was confirmed by, by Jerry Schimmel as well. When I had Jerry Schimmel on the podcast a couple weeks ago, he said, you know, Arnato probably doesn't want to be here anymore. Um, but I mean, the thing is with a rebuild, a rebuild is necessary in my opinion, but not until Jeff Breidich is gone. You know, the whole front office has been cleared out and someone else is in charge. Um, that may not happen for a while. So in my expert opinion on the Colorado Rockies, they're just screwed right now. It's that's just that's just all all there is to it. I mean, Jeff Breidich created this mess. He wasted an entire contention window by not building around their superstar player, not 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 acquiring players to make up that good supporting cast as i mentioned earlier so why should he be in charge of a rebuild that would hopefully get the rockies back to where they need to be in four or five years from now i mean how can you trust this guy to you know to to be able to rebuild the rockies back up to where they should be and where they should have been over the last three years i mean i certainly don't trust him to be able to do that i mean this and, and you know obviously you can some of the some of the better follows on quote unquote Rockies Twitter. I mean, you you can go and and read um, an article put out by um you know one of the one of the Rockies fans that I follow on Twitter, Rockies versus Connor. He put out this incredible article um, on Medium saying essentially Jeff Breidich 
he doesn't even see that there is a problem right now. Um, you know, there's in Jeff Breidich's eyes, there's no problem. You can't tell Jeff Breidich, you know, I mean, he, this guy thinks that he's the smartest man in the room. He doesn't think that he needs to explain himself to anybody else. And the owner, Dick Monfort is essentially enabling that. I mean, you know, you saw what, what Dick Monfort had emailed to fans out earlier, uh, earlier. Well, I guess it would have been last year in, in December, I believe it was either in December or earlier this month in January that he didn't even think that fans knew who Trevor story was until he made his major league debut. I mean, this is a front office who really thinks that their fans are stupid, to be quite honest with you. And, you know, Jeff Breidich doesn't think that he needs to explain himself to anybody. I mean, you know, we saw the the brain surgery quote in Drew Goodman's book where Jeff Breidich essentially said, you know, oh, well, no one's in any position to judge me until they actually do the job. You know, you wouldn't judge a brain surgeon, you know, until you actually studied, you know, medicine and, and studied to become a brain surgeon, you know, and, and done all that training. I mean, that's, you know, just a huge false equivalency because there's a huge difference between analyzing moves of a, of a professional sports team and actually doing brain surgery. But this is just how Jeff Breidich operates. Um, and so, you know, all this to say, I don't trust Jeff Breidich to spearhead a rebuild at this point. Um, but I mean, the way that this team is run, you know, who knows what Jeff, you know, what it would take for, for the team to move on from Jeff Breidich. I mean, Nick Groke said in a column earlier this week, he doesn't even know what it would take for, for Jeff Breidich to be fired because the Rockies run this organization like a big happy family. No one ever gets fired. Walt Weiss, you know, Walt Weiss resigned. Uh, I believe Jim Tracy resigned you know, Dan O'Dowd left. No one, no one gets fired. You know, they wait for these guys to just kind of decide they've had enough of, of all this that goes on. Um, and so I, you know, I just honestly don't, I don't trust Jeff Breidich to be able to spearhead this kind of rebuild to get the club back to where they should have been over the last three years and where, you know, where you hope that they will be again over the course of the next four or five years to be back into um, a serious spot of contention. So what could a possible trade for Nolan Arnato look like, assuming it does happen this offseason, either before the season gets started or, you know, maybe at the at the trade deadline? Um, one of the other uh, well-known podcast Rockies podcasts out there, the Purple Dinosaur podcast, and those guys are my favorite to listen to as well. Um, they tweeted last night, the Rockies are dying to get like Nolan Gorman, a middling pitching prospect and like Tommy Edmond back. And honestly, that's probably not that far off. I I, I do agree with that. Um, the Rockies would likely get a top third base prospect in return um, to kind of develop uh, while Ryan McMahon would likely take over to take over at third base in the immediate future. Um, if you take a look at the Cardinals top prospects um, on MLB.com, they have Nolan Gorman listed as the number two overall prospect for the St. Louis Cardinals at third base. Um, but he is only at the Class A advanced level. His estimated time of arrival is in 2022. So he's not quite ready um, to be at the major league level yet. So, I mean, you know, if if the Rockies did acquire Nolan Gorman, at least they, they would have a guy like Ryan McMahon to take over in the immediate uh, in the immediate future right now. Um, but, you know, maybe a couple pitching prospects. Um, but I mean, I got you know, I got some bad news for you Rockies fans listening in. I mean, if, if the if this trade does happen. It's not going to be a King's ransom coming back to the Rockies like you would expect. I mean, the Rockies, you know, would have to eat a lot of that contract um, if they were, you know, if they wanted to get a King's ransom back. Otherwise, that they would have to take take on one of the Cardinals bigger contracts. Um, and just, you know, with the way that 
the um with the with the with the way that the Rockies have backed themselves into this into this corner into this tough spot right now I mean they don't have a whole lot of leverage either so um I mean it's it, it would likely be a third base prospect maybe a couple pitching prospects um and you know one of the one of the bigger one of the bigger Cardinals that or contracts that the Cardinals are on the hook for in the immediate future um and you know who who could those guys be um Matt Carpenter is an option he's currently on a two-year 39 million dollar contract with a vesting option for 2022 um essentially that option kicks in if he accrues um 1100 plate appearances from 2020 to 2021 according to spot track um and then if the option doesn't vest it becomes a 12 million dollar club option with a two million dollar buyout um and overall he's slated to earn 18 and a half million dollars this year and in 2022 so matt carpenter is a guy you could see come back to the rockies to kind of offset nolan arenado's massive contract um you could see old friend dexter fowler come back in a deal like this he's slated to make 16 and a half million dollars in 2021 before becoming a free agent in 2022 and miles michaelis um, that you know he's a third option he's slated to be getting paid 17 million dollars each over the course of the next three years before he hits free agency in 2024 uh, so that would certainly be an attractive option for the cardinals to get that contract off the books as well um, but overall the whole situation is bad for the rockies you know honestly my message to jeff breidich is good luck getting trevor story to sign an extension in colorado after witnessing this whole situation unfold with nolan arenado i mean i know obviously you know, if they unload Nolan, they'll try and, you know, extend Trevor's story with the money that is now freed up. But I mean, you know, what incentive is there for Trevor's story to stick around at this point? I mean, he's, he's seen how this whole situation has unfolded with Nolan. You know, he has to recognize that the Rockies are not anywhere close to being in a contention spot at this point in time. So, I mean, good luck, you know, good luck getting Trevor's story to sign an extension after witnessing this whole debacle. Um, but yeah, so that'll just about wrap up this edition of the locked on Rockies podcast, uh, really quick before I let you go. I do want to tell you a little bit about the relatively new show that the locked on podcast network has launched locked on today. We're covering everything you need to know about your favorite team, but what about the rest of sports? Now the locked on podcast network has you covered there as well with locked on today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So again, that'll just about wrap up this edition of the Locked On Rockies podcast. You can get in touch with the show on Twitter at LO Rockies. You can also follow my personal Twitter account at Ryan Latica, L-A-D-I-K-A. And I hope to see you again next week for more Rockies news and analysis. Take care.